Hello, welcome to a new podcast for the Lancet Child and Adolescent Health. I'm Gavin Cleaver. A new comment out today, Thursday, May 24th, 2018, comes from the Global Partnership for Education, and it talks about partnerships between health and education with the aim of achieving the Sustainable Development Goals. I'm delighted to be joined to talk about this article by the author of the piece and the CEO of the Global Partnership for Education, Alice Albright. Alice, thank you so much for being with us today, and could you tell us a little bit about the Global Partnership for Education? Yes, thank you again so much for the opportunity. Uh, GPE is the only uh, multi-stakeholder partnership that focuses exclusively on education. We work with the 65, at the moment, uh, lowest income countries in the world. I say at the moment because we're uh, slowly that number will creep up uh, to help them uh, improve education outcomes overall. Uh, our business model essentially focuses on two things, one on strengthening the overall policy, delivery, and strategy environment in countries. Uh, that takes the form of what we call an education sector plan. Uh, and we also are a, now a significant funder of uh, implementation of education in the lowest income countries. Uh, we distribute on average uh, at the moment about 450 or uh, $500 million a year uh, we are on a trajectory uh, to become an organization uh, that will deliver over time $2 billion a year. So we are uh, very much focused on our financial targets. And uh, we work with governments very closely to help them, on the one hand, improve the overall policy and implementation environment, but our funding is used to help them do things like uh, train teachers, uh, acquire textbooks, work on curriculum issues, uh, think about learning assessment, uh, how that can be improved, reaching the most marginalized children in countries that are not in school, uh, and trying to really use our money with countries to be most impactful on reaching those children who are most left out of, uh, of school and quality education. Absolutely. So some really important and lofty goals. So moving on to your comment in the Lancet Child and Adolescent Health, you highlight the importance of collaboration between the education and health sectors in achieving the, uh, the sustainable development goals. Could you unpack that a little for our listeners, please? Yes. If you stand back and look at the challenges that confront education and the challenges that confront the health sector, it, I hope it is very clear and obvious to everybody that uh, in order for children to learn in school effectively, they have to be healthy. Uh, and there's lots, of, um, there's lots of data and examples that explains that. For example, children that are suffering from, from worms, for example, lose IQ points. Children that are hungry aren't able to concentrate. Children that have malaria don't go to school. Uh, and so there's, there's lots of data uh, and evidence on that side of the equation. If you look at it from the opposite side of the equation, education is a remarkable opportunity to improve health outcomes. So, for example, if you look at the HIV prevalence, uh, I was in Malawi uh, with some fantastic health partners a little over a year ago, and we were looking at the challenges facing teenage girls. And of course, as you know, in Malawi, it's one of the countries in the world that has the highest degree of HIV prevalence. And of course, if you can keep girls in lower secondary school and secondary school, uh, it keeps them off the streets. It delays the time of marriage, and it will have a positive impact on reducing HIV uh, prevalence. Uh, schools are also a, uh, a fantastic opportunity for education. They're also an opportunity for distributing things like deworming pills, 
Eyesight is not a health issue, but uh, that is a way of, um, of bringing again together the sectors. Uh, also, if you keep children and particularly girls in school longer, uh, they do to get, tend to get married later uh, and have children later. And having children uh, very early in life itself poses uh, certain health risks. Um, so if you think about uh, the challenges uh, facing both sectors, they clearly benefit from each other. Uh, and there's, there's much to unpack there. Um, and as we look uh, more broadly at the Sustainable Development Goal agenda broadly, uh, one can truly see connectivity between uh, the different challenges. And uh, as we continue to navigate um, the SDG agenda, uh, we will do a better job collectively as a globe in achieving those goals if we work synergistically across the sectors. And uh, we truly believe here at GPE that working uh, cross-sectorally between education and health is a huge opportunity, uh, and we need to figure out uh, how to put the pieces in place to enable us to do that. Breaking it down a little bit to Sustainable Development Goal 4 in particular, which aims to ensure inclusive and equitable quality education and lifelong learning opportunities for all by 2030. What for you are the key priorities in this crucial area? Well, I think a good way of unpacking that question is to think broadly speaking about the shift in the, in the development agenda from the MDG agenda in 2000 to the SDG agenda. Uh, the MDG focus and entry point on education was MDG 2, which called for a primary, called for universal primary school education. So that meant getting younger children into primary school. It was a quantity-related goal, and certainly the advent of that goal uh, has uh, prompted a lot of progress. If you look at the number of children that are in school, or the number of children on the converse that are out of school. Uh, and you look at the progress of that since 2000, there has been a lot of progress in simply getting children into school, and that is good, at the, at the beginning of school, and that's certainly very good. When we look back upon that goal, while it was a good goal, it was not a complete goal, I would say. And what SDG 4 uh, added to the equation, you know, there's a lot of language around it, but the basics that are different are uh, that it adds quality, meaning you have to learn something, uh, it adds equity, which is that school systems have to reach everybody, and that's the most marginalized child, tends to be a girl, uh, living in the most remote areas, tends to be fragile, perhaps conflict-ridden. Also, children with disabilities, uh, both intellectual as well as physical disabilities. So if we're going to really make progress on education, we have to meet, reach everybody with a quality education. So that's why this concept of equity uh, is so important and builds very much on the concept of quality. Uh, there's also a third concept, which is lifelong learning. And that recognizes that many people missed out on education at the first instance. And we now see across many uh, developing countries large numbers of, well, at large percentages, I should say, of adult literacy. And there have been and they tend to be women. Uh, there's a statistic that shows that, you know, the large, the vast majority of illiterate adults in lower-income countries are women. And so we need to figure out how to uh, enable education systems, working very much under the leadership of governments, to reach out to those who missed out the first time 
for whatever reason, uh, so they too can gain the skills they need, you know, to get jobs, take care of their families, uh, and so forth. So, so if you think about SDG compared to MDG two, SDG four, uh, SDG four is a wider goal. It's a deeper goal. It has many more complex elements to it, and it tries to really get to the totality of the challenge. Uh, and really introduce the concept of quality. And the reason why quality is so much at the heart of this, and it's very much at the heart of GPE's work, is that if you just have children in school but not learning anything, it is not really education. It's something else. And if we're going to uh, fully enable countries to derive the benefits of education, meaning people who can get jobs, people who can participate in society, people who can take care of their families, people who can help settle down, you know, circumstances of instability, people who are resilient and can cope with um, the impact of climate change and other, uh, other crises like that, they actually have to be educated and have basic skills. And that's why SDG 4 uh, is such an uplift from MDG 2. That's some really important global health fundamentals there. Alice Albright, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Join us again next time.